are. Uh, the Raps' last preseason game in the books. We are exactly a week away from the uh, opening tip of the regular season. And, and yet, and the return, return of Dental. Return of Dental's back. Well, I was just going to say, in theory, and I was just going to say, if you'd let me finish, um, which you have a hard time doing the last couple of weeks. I've noticed that. Um, well, you listen, that Dental tells me that you talk so much. He goes, Jesus, Bart ever talk. Oh, is that, is that what you want to talk yeah. about? Is that what Dennis yeah. comment? That yeah, he goes, he goes, man, does Bart ever talk a lot of the pod? <laughs> yeah, well, tell Dental that's why I need him back here because when one it's all on my shoulders right now. <laughs> that's exactly why. Uh, all right, well, listen, thank you, Dental, for that. I look forward to you coming back next week. So we'll see. Okay, uh, well, listen, I'll throw it right to you. You uh, apparently you watched the full preseason game last night, so let's just quickly recap the preseason, uh, and then we're going to go into the roster. So I watched, uh, I, I briefly caught one of the previous games and I watched a good chunk of last night. It is tough to watch preseason basketball. It is, it is, it is a grind. It is, it is not, uh, there's, there's, it's not free flowing. There's not really a, uh, any sort of vibe. So yeah, I, I gutted it out for probably watched three quarters of the game last night. Um, so what the game that I saw the most of got the guys that Sean, Sean for me were a uh, drock. It's he looked he looked solid uh last night he actually he looks like he cared which which shocked me like they, he's been playing a preseason game when he cares all right i like that uh you had thrown malachi under the bus so i was watching him malachi had a great last night he played great last night sure did uh the thing that concerned me there was trent jr could not make an open three-pointer he had probably he had seven three-point shots four of them were wide open like not even a guy coming challenging him or anything like that and he bonked them all and i'm so that that scares me if he's going to be a three-point threat that uh, that didn't leave me with a warm fuzzy feeling. And then uh, the, my last my last one that I sent out to you is my new Maddie Thomas this year, Decker. Decker is my new Maddie Thomas. He uh, that guy can shoot. He can shoot. He's tall. He's a big. He's 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 a big. So he can, it doesn't matter. It's not like Maddie where he's a tiny little guy. He can get inside. But uh, Decker is my new Jimmy Chipwich this year. That's oh it. my god! First of all, okay. First of all, you won't have to worry about being in love with decker he he will not be on the 12-man roster all he did last night was get himself a spot over in ukraine playing somewhere that's all he that was a good that was a good tape he can now send off to uh, europe so he'll be playing that's where he's gonna be playing uh you don't so yeah the, no, there's no decker he, there's right. zero chance i liked he's on him that last team. night i like yeah, i know he looked i mean he was awesome he was on fire it was it was a it was a heater he got on a heater um, but yeah we don't have to worry about that but here's uh here's what you texted to me last night uh mid-game uh I have trouble watching preseason basketball. The last five minute stretch was terrible, which I think that was halfway through the second quarter, yes. um, which I don't disagree with you. And my response was, uh, I have a feeling you were going to say that during the regular season as well. <laughs> like that, with the team that we have, there are going to be stretches and I don't care what it, uh, who's playing. There are going to be stretches where it's going to be tough to watch. However, I say that with the, with the most optimistic view of this team, I, I'm way more optimistic about this team uh, than I thought I would be. And obviously that's his low expectations because it just keeps coming back to, for me, 36 and a half wins. I think there is zero chance this team does not get 37 wins. Like, I think they're going to be, no one's really going to want to come to Toronto and play this team. Uh, they're going to be a tough out at home for sure, I think. Um, but then I think you are also going to find stretches on road trips where, you know, we just look discombobulated and we look young uh, and there's going to be some tough stretches. So I think that five minute stretch that you don't want to watch ever, I think you'd be watching it uh, a fair amount throughout the course <laughs> of the season. But that, but I say that again in the most optimistic view, because I think this team uh, is going to be better than most people think. And yeah, they're going to, they're going to be scrappy. They're going to, um, but bottom line is we don't have a lot of shooters, right? Oh. Bottom line is we do not have a lot of shooters. So when it goes south, if we get a night where Pascal, Freddie, uh, and whoever else isn't playing well or shooting well, like, yeah, this team's not going to score hundred points. Like that's, that's the problem. If we don't play up tempo on offense, like we don't push the ball and try to score before we get set. I think our set offense is going to, is going to be a grind. So I think we're going to have to play tough defense and score in transition to, uh, to, to maintain some games. And with your, with your 37 total, yeah, I think that's or 36 and a half. I think that's a decent number. The only thing, and with the NBA and we saw it last year is, are we going to lose three, four guys to injuries? And if we lose three, four guys to injuries, then, then we're in, we're in well you know uh, that's actually a good segue into the into the lineup because i actually think um depending on who the injuries are like if it's, we're not starting with pascal here right no. i don't know when uh but you know what's crazy is that i went back and did a little research so 
obviously he waited to get the surgery. Oh, waited about two months too long. Yeah. Yeah. It's questionable. And then they said, uh, four to five months. What's well, June, July, August, September. What's well, four months at the end of October. It'll be five months is what they said originally said from his, yeah. uh, so, but now they're not talking about him coming in until, I don't know. I think it's at least another month. Yeah. They're talking I, admit, about. I heard mid, mid November at the earliest. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, this is leaked into six and potentially seven months. So we're going to have, we're going to get at least, uh, a 10 to 12 game sample here without Pascal, which actually I think will pay dividends for us. Um, so yeah, maybe, I think, maybe. I think we actually can afford a couple injuries. Maybe they stretched it a month. They gave him lobotomy. Maybe that was the last month. It was lobotomy and that, that could help actually. So no, it's a, it's a new year. Why don't you turn, okay. why don't you try right. to turn over a new leaf? Uh, all right. We haven't right. seen the guy yet. I know, I know, um, I know. All right. But here we go. The roster. All right. You want me to start who I'm telling you is going to be on this roster? And I'm yep. going 12 man roster. I know they can keep, I think 15, but they, you can only dress 12. Yep. Um, so I, I'm going to tell you the roster. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the starters. One oh, do the starters. And then we'll see if we've mentioned the starters, do the starters. And the well, I'm going to do the, no, let's do the roster do the roster first, all 12, and then we'll do the starters. Well, that's fine. Uh, I'm talking, <laughs> I'm doing all the talking. <laughs> I, know. Uh, I know you do. <laughs> Pascal, Freddie, Scotty, Boucher, OG, precious, Dragic, Birch, Trent Jr., my boy Mahalik, who we haven't talked about yet, but we're going to. Okay. So that's 10. So that leaves two more spots. And I think as of today, those two spots are going to go to Utah. And I think they're going to go to Banton. That's the 12 that I have. So that leaves out Gillespie Flynn, your boy Decker. I can't believe you thought he was going to be on the roster. Uh, <laughs> And a few others, but that's uh, my boy Champagne, who I really like, but he's going to be a great in the 905. So there, there's my 12. Wow. You, you, you don't even know Malachi? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's, a, that's a stretch. That's a slap in the face. First round draft pick, you got to give him a chance this year. Well, he's got no, there's no minutes for him. Even if they keep on, like, I, I'd so I'd rather keep Banton, but I, Banton might very well go down to the 905 to start, but I would keep Banton based on what I saw. Yeah, that was the one game, but he only had one good preseason game. And that's one you saw that you liked. No, I saw, I watched, uh, I watched four out of the five preseason games. Yeah. This first game was definitely his best, but even last yeah. night, I thought, I thought defensively he's, he's so much better. He can, he can do everything that Malachi can do except shoot, but I'm not saying that's because Malachi is a great shooter. Uh, I'm just saying he's a better shooter than, but I think Banton brings so much more to the table than, than Malachi would. And there's just no minutes for, for Malachi. There's no minutes for him between Freddie and Dragic. There's the, there's the primary ball handlers, but then everyone yep. handles the ball in this team. There's no way Malachi, if they keep him, uh, he's not playing. We're not going to play a two guard set this year. For, we'll, for get good part that, we'll get to that. We'll get that in a minute. Why don't you give me your 12? All right. So I, why don't you just I, do as you're told? You, you did it so fast. I can't even keep track of it. So my 12, you can tell me the matchup. So Siakam, OG, this is my starters. My starters were Siakam, OG, Freddie, Barnes, and probably probably Drakic or Trent Jr. Probably Trent Jr. in there. I don't know if you bring Drakic. Stop. Stop right there. Stop right there. So take that. Take me through your starters here. Pascal, See, this is Freddy. easier. See, this is the way I said it should be done. This no, is much smoother this way. It doesn't why. Well, it's not smoother because what you just said told me makes no sense. You Pascal, just ramble. Freddie, Barnes. OG. OG. Barnes. And then Drakic? Drakic or Jr. Probably Trent Jr. Oh, so we're going to put a, we're going to put a high school height team out there. Yeah. We'll have no center. Well, OG, we did that last year. Oh, if we're a defensive specialist of moving the ball around, that's we got to We got to We got to put a, a team that can move the ball around. Who are you going to put in there? 27, Birch? 27 wins last year. Who's your big guy going to put on? Birch? Yeah. Boucher? Do you want my starter? Do you want my starter? Well, you don't, you don't even have Yeah, I asked for your stars. You didn't give them to me. Well, because I told you I want to get the roster first. All right, here we go. Uh, when healthy, when healthy, assuming we ever are, Pascal, Freddie, Barnes, OG, but you're definitely putting a big in there uh, as a starter. So I'm thinking, actually, I think right now it would be precious based on the preseason, hmm. right? Yep. Um, that's for sure, uh, for sure who I is think he would big, start. Is there. he big enough, though? Well, precious? I mean, no. I mean, we're going to get killed. I mean, again, all preseason, right? We, I don't know. I don't have the numbers, uh, but I guarantee you we got out-rebounded substantially across those five games on the, on the offensive board. Like, we got killed on the offensive boards. Um, but, I mean, he – precious played pretty well, and – He's certainly better. I mean, you, you can't put Dragic in there. You'd have zero height. Right? I, think you, put Trent. Big, I think you put Trent ahead of Dragic, but still, you don't have much height with Trent either. You can't. No. Oh, my God. And Gary Trent. Well, he's not starting. 
So that's where I would see. So I would actually say precious. Then I think your eight man rotation. And here's what I, here's what I did. Uh, And it depends if you have precious or, or birch in there, but then I think it's birch Boucher Drogic, you know, and then you got Mahalik and Trent Jr. So you got 10 guys that are probably going to be looking for minutes, which you're not going to get 10 guys getting minutes. Um, yeah. But Trent Jr. did nothing to help himself in this preseason other than, nope. other than just to prove that he's going to shoot it every time he touches it. Yeah. Right. Um, so he has to come off the bench. Cause that's not, you, you don't, to me, he's Vinny Johnson. He's an old, he's a new school microwave where, you know, he comes in, you're going to know within five you know, five seconds of him being on the floor, whether he's got it that night. And if he does, you're going to ride him. If he doesn't, he's out. He's playing 12 minutes that night. So I think that's Trent's role. I think Dragic is going to play 24 to 26 minutes, backing up various uh, people, whether it be Freddie, whatnot. And then you're going to have to rotate bigs. I don't even have Boucher. I don't think we had Boucher in there. Um, yeah, you said Boucher. You said Boucher. I did say Boucher. Yeah. Okay. So Boucher, Precious, and and Birch are going to play the the big minutes. And I think Birch is probably that guy who gets 12 to 18 minutes a game. Right. And then yep. see how it goes. But then Precious and, and uh, Boucher are going to make up the other the other bits and pieces. So that's that's where I, think, I see I it. I think My, you can play Watanabe at a bit of a, at a bit of a big two, I think. Yeah, but he's going to be it's going to be situational for him. He's not going to be part of the core rotation. All right, Mike, yeah. go ahead. you got the you have the rebounding numbers for me, Mike. Offensive or, uh, rebounding in the entire league. The Raptors are third in offensive rebounds with twelve point six. Yeah, but that's uh, you mean our, our on our end. Like we're, yeah, we're getting, like we're, we're saying, we are getting, so you were saying what we're giving up. Yeah. What we're giving up. I'm telling you, we're getting okay. killed. Uh, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I actually think we offensive because we're so with that team that we've had out there, precious and Barnes do a great job. Offensive rebounding. All right. They're active. Like I'm telling yeah. you, I just, we're good. Yeah. I'm telling you, this team is actually going to be good. Might take a few, a uh, few. And then, but I, uh, you know, Brock and I were going back a little bit last night he was talking about how the offense seems to run through Scotty Barnes a little bit, which I think it does right yep. now uh, because Barnes averaged 5.6 assists in the uh, preseason. Yep. Um, but the question is when Pascal comes back, I don't think we can tell anything with the offense until Pascal figures it out. Right. Raptors are middle of the road in terms of opponent offensive rebounding 10.6. We are 17th in the league. All right. Well, I don't think we're going to be much better than that. So no. <laughs> we're going to live with that. I think. I'll nope. take middle of the league. Yeah. So sorry, right. I said about Pascal till, until Pascal comes back. You were going to say something. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Like Pascal did all right when somebody else ran the, ran the offense. Like with, with Casal being the top of the key when, when we won the championship, like he, he sort of ran the offense from the top of the key and Pascal, he, he did okay in that. So maybe, maybe this is what Pascal needs. He needs somebody to, to take the ball down and, and, and feed him cutting to the basket and have his long length, put a layup in. So yeah, I, I'm, okay with, I'm okay with running the ball through Barnes. Oh, me too. Listen, as long as what they've said about Pascal is not lip service, that they, everyone understands his role now and that he's not the guy. He's a, yep. you know, he's a big part of the offense, but he's not the guy. And that's yep. not how we're, we're positioning. It. Then, yeah, he kind of goes back to that Kawhi time where he was just an offensive weapon, you know, got his looks when he got his looks and he was efficient, but he's not, I don't think he can, should be our volume guy. He should be an efficient guy. So yeah. So what do we do here? Bart, we're down by one. We got the ball with 10 seconds left. We throw it in. Who do we give it to? Well, uh, that's a good question because we still have nobody who can beat anybody off the dribble. Major problem. Yeah. Um, you know, if you go back to, are you getting that ball to Scotty Barnes in the high post somewhere to let him try and execute? Probably not because he can't shoot it, right? Yeah. His jump shot is, he didn't make one three in the, in the preseason. I think he took like 15. Um, <laughs> so that actually, I think it's a little high. I think he took like eight or nine, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, at the end, I mean, Pascal's certainly going to get looks at the end of games. I mean, I, I don't think that's going to completely go away, but unless he buries that first couple as the closer, you just can't keep going back to him. No. So, no. yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that's, that's where, you know what? Coach him up, Nick, like drop a play. Don't have that one-on-one shit. Just drop you, a play. That's when you bring, bring Decker off the bench. From from Europe, that's a tough. It'd be tough to get him in that quick, I would think. But yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Uh, and uh, I noticed right. last night too. It didn't take too long for uh, Nate to get back on the bench. Eh, you got Nate back on the uh, Raptors oh, yeah, bench for sure. Right yeah. back. One one yeah. year in the one year as a head coach, not as easy as he thought. He's back to the assistant. So coach. for for our um, for our listeners, Nate is the former assistant 
rappers coach who's now back as I think is a special assistant. I'm not even sure he's considered the head, but he's a special assistant, but he, he coached Indiana last year for one of the worst uh, reigns in uh, head coaching history, lost the team early. Uh, and got, you know, when you get fired after your first year of being a head coach, like that just means that train didn't just go off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it every player visited the GM's office and said, yeah. what are you doing with this? Guy? <laughs> Who is this clown? Yeah. So Nate, welcome back. And I would say, this is it. You are, there there will be no second shot at the head coaching position for Nate. (laughs) This is it. Um, All right. Listen, let's, uh, are we done with Raptorville till, uh, till next week? The only thing I had was uh, just as an update, the Raps announced, if you sent me the announcement last Friday, we are now full stadium this year. So they they talked about 50% and they went to a hundred last week. So I'm excited about that. I can get to the games I want now this year and it's not going to be a, well, you know what, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to make one more announcement. Um, uh, Borderline Raptors declaring that COVID is now over. Uh, it, it just clearly, it clearly, it no longer exists. <laughs> right? <laughs> because you watch these sporting events in the US, it's 90,000 people jammed in next to each other. If you wear a mask uh, in, in certain parts of the US, they look at like you have nine heads because it's just, you know, so I, I just, I believe that America has com- definitely completely moved on and it seems like Canada is very, very close. So yeah, COVID's over. You watch those college football games. Like there, there's the 90,000 fans are on the field. If the team wins after oh, the game. It, it, yeah, it's nuts. Uh, it's nuts. And it's still, I mean, the crazy thing is there's still a hundred thousand infections every day. People die and there's over a thousand deaths every day, but yeah, it's just over. It's just over. So there you go. Uh, yeah. So there you go. You heard it here first on the BLR, BLR podcast. The COVID's over. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, that's it. So let's, uh, let's move on to our next topic, which is any other sports news. Uh, and obviously there's one that has dominated, uh, in the last 48 hours, uh, which we touched on. Did we touch on Gruden last week? Uh, I don't think we did. No, no, we touched on Meyer. It was Herb Meyer. We touched Herb on Meyer, Herb Meyer, yeah. the lap dance, right? You mean Herb Meyer also known as the happiest man on the planet right now because of John Gruden. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what happened with Meyer? Herb Meyer, what? <laughs> if I was Herb Meyer, I'd go right back to that bar with that same chick right now. He'd be, he'd be gold again. He'd nothing to worry about. <laughs> you have nothing to worry about. Uh, yeah. So this, uh, this whole John Gruden thing. All right. I'm listen, I'm going to talk here for 10 seconds and I'm going to throw it over to you because I just want every youngster out there that I preach to my children to learn from this. Never, ever, ever put any of your thoughts in writing ever, <laughs> ever. It you never put- goes away. It's there forever. You can put positive thoughts. You can put nope. ha- happy thoughts. Don't do it. Don't do it. Be, one, be misinterpreted. And two, uh, it's just a bad, it's a bad habit to get into. Never put anything in writing. John Gruden, you fucking idiot. No receipts. And don't, and don't put it on the, uh, the, and don't send your email on the company email site. Like don't send derogatory racial comments on the company email site. Like well, is- yeah, to, well, he sent it to the, he sent it to Alan, right? To, on, on, uh, and on his Redskins email when he was when he was the VP of operations for the Reds. So he said, yeah, boys, that's what Gmail's for, what alternative sites are for, like your WhatsApp, like anything, right? But you cannot be sending that to people's like I've had people stop sending me shit like that. We used to do that early days of the internet. People would send stuff to your work, you didn't even think about it. Now it's like, oh my God. If anyone ever sends you something remotely, you're just like, what the fuck? Do not send that to me in my work email. <laughs> don't send it to me at all, actually. But don't definitely don't send it to my work email. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's not. I, and then, and then Keyshawn came out and just threw him under the bus. Keyshawn, who we won a Super Bowl with, said he was a complete fraud, complete facade. He didn't. He was like he was just he just just pasted him. Yeah, let's not turn this in. Let's. I think Keyshawn has almost zero credibility in being a in, in the. He's a fraud comment. Speaking of frauds, holy fuck! The guy was a number one draft pick, had an average to mediocre career, wrote a book, threw my boy Wayne Krubet under the bus for no reason. Right. I think if we're talking about frauds, I, I think say Keyshawn is in the Hall of Fame as well. Right. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got it, he's got somebody with him. Oh, but it is interesting. I mean, it's all going to come out of the woodwork. I, I think we're just at the beginning of this, too. I think we're there now. We're going to see every single one of these emails. There's going to be all kinds of shit. But, yeah. you know, again, I don't understand why Gruden didn't get out and didn't get out ahead of it. Right. He should have, yeah. like, when the first thing came out with, with uh, D. Smith, he should have come out and said, by the way, I send a few other emails uh, that I, I think are going to come out that I, I apologize for, you know, whatever it was yeah. like, he just should have yeah. got out in front instead of just trying to hope it wasn't going to happen. Like but these guys don't understand how, it, but the other thing too uh, is that when you listen to Gruden on ESPN and when he's doing like, you always get the sense that he was a certain type of guy and stupid, 
was one of them. Yeah. Right? yeah he didn't never yeah. thought he was the most intelligent guy thinking he was football inside out, but I don't think as far as understanding how the world works, yeah. you know, and he comes out with this shit about the homophobic misogynistic, like just what the fuck? Like, how could you be that stupid? <laughs> right. Uh, so, but I think his true colors have come to light and uh, none of this really surprises me. This sort of stuff came from him. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. He's, he's just, he's, you can tell he's, he, he, Gruden loves Gruden. He thinks Gruden's shit doesn't stink. And, uh, and uh, when you get to that point of your own inner vision, I would say bad things happen. Bad things happen. <laughs> oh, absolutely. When you start believing, uh, you know, I think he must just felt he was an untouchable, right? And then yep. all gets a 10 year, $100 million contract, the Raiders just thought, I, I can do whatever I want out here. And, <laughs> I'm sure because originally the world was going to let him off the hook for the first comment, right? They were going to yep. say, well, I was, everyone kept saying, ah, I was 10 years ago. He's apologized, said he didn't mean it that way. We're good to go. Yeah. Right. He was really going to, he was almost going to get away with it. Yeah. And thank God. Thank God he did not But I don't even know what the Raiders are waiting for. Like it's, there's that first email should have been, that should have been your immediately suspended further investigation, all that stuff. Right. Well, like you, do know, you, do know, you do know the owner's family. You, you're aware of the owner's family. You can see what yeah, they waited yeah, for. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> worst, worst hair in sports ownership history. Yes, it is the worst hair. It, by far. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that that is the, uh, yeah, I just don't, when these things happen, it's just sort of like, wow, like, how could you be that stupid? Yeah, yeah. And how do you not have somebody, like have somebody overseeing this? Like, like maybe, maybe an assistant or somebody, somebody just say, don't, don't, don't do that. Stop doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, obviously I don't think anyone, uh, you know, knows what emails he was sending, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just incredible. This, the, you know, you just wonder who's next, what's the next, who's the next fall from grace coming? Cause you know, it's around the corner. (laughs) Oh yeah. 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 Because I guarantee you there are other people that we don't know about yet that have done similar shit that are going, oh man, he got cut. I won't get caught. I'll be fine. Yeah. I'll be I don't fine, have to worry yeah. about it. Yeah. Won't even react. Right. Won't even go and try and delete emails or anything else. Just be like, yeah, I'll be fine. Uh, all right. Anything else in the uh, world of sports? That oh we- yeah. We got some big topics. You skipped right over. We got to talk about Kyrie Irving. Well, I, I said we were going to mention Kyrie as well. Yeah. I talked like, about it. I like just, kudos, kudos, to you. kudos to management. Kudos to management saying, you know what? You're in, you're in here and you're not half in. You're part of the team. You're not part of the team. And just, Saying we don't we don't need you this year and like I I love that you know and that's that's tough to do from a you know, that's your, one of your superstars and you're just saying all right yeah you're, you're, you're gonna well, see again you. for our listen our listening audience yesterday the uh, Nets came out and have decided that due to his due to Kyrie Irving's unvaccinated status uh, which made him eligible only to play games on the road where there weren't uh, uh, vaccine mandates which there are in New York and bro that's why I can't play Brooklyn they just said screw it we don't want this guy around the team if you can only play half the time you can't be part of the the you know sort of the full mission you're out like so they've sort of they've kicked him to the curb which I agree best thing they could have done should have said that's going to be the result from the from the get-go but I think they were try- probably trying to figure out the situation or hoping that he would change his mind yeah. so yes great on the nets uh yeah I mean just what else can you say about it and do they do they still have to pay him do they, do they have to pay him this year? I, don't, I haven't heard that. I they have to know. pay him for the away games, apparently. Or sorry, I don't think they have to, but they've said they're going to pay him for the games that he was eligible to play in. Okay. Well, it's not a bad, not a bad paycheck for doing nothing, I guess, then. Well, yeah, he gets half his salary. I mean, it's, I mean half of... <laughs> like, I love Simmons. Simmons, who, or Ben Simmons, who, uh, who was holding out, wasn't going to come back, lasted four games, and then realized he already lost a million bucks. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm already done a million bucks. I think I'm, I I'm going to show up now, guys. Yeah, I'm going to play now, so... I, I love that. So, and, and that is that going to happen to Kyrie? Is he going to say, "Geez, I'm out a lot of money," or is, or is he is he hung up on the principle of this stuff? I think with Kyrie, and let's get back to Simmons for a second. But with Kyrie, I think he's so principled, or the gives off the perspective being so principled, it's going to be very difficult for him to capitulate right away. But I do think mid sometime mid season, as they get closer to the playoffs, and he wants to be part of the championship run, I think he's going to say, "I made my point." I, you know, I, I donated X amount, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm back to be part of the team. You know, I, I, that would be my guess is how this shakes out. Well, I think it's probably home for mid season, like who mid season, you could have, you could have the, the vaccine rolls lifted by then. So he could be, he could fall under the radar. He like the, 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 they could, they could stop it from stadiums by mid season by January, yeah, February. I doubt it. I huh? really doubt. It. Yeah. I think, I think these mandates are going to stick around for a bit, but yeah, I mean, that, that could happen. 
but then that's a whole situation. You bring a guy in, I guess, I guess it's like trade for somebody at the line, bringing him back in. Um, well, if, listen, I was watching Stephen A. Smith yesterday, which is always a painful uh, experience. Yes. However, he claims that his inside information is that the Nets don't want him back. Uh, that if they could trade him right now, they, but he's got no trade value. Um, they'd love to get rid of him. Well, you could trade him to you could trade him to uh, Houston or something. You could trade him to a state that uh, is like, and he could play the whole season. In a, in a yeah, unbox- you're not going to get anything in return for him. Who wants that? Who wants that cancer or that? Right? Like who? Who well, needs probably him? Houston or San Antonio or one of these teams that uh, that starting again anyway. All right. Well, listen quickly. Ben Simmons too. Uh, I think he probably realized the Ben Simmons situation. I think two things. Yeah, he realized. Oh shit, I'm going to be a lot of money here. And two. That was the last big contract I'm ever signing, so I better get, I better get, I better take this money while I can because this next contract is not going to be no similar ilk. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And how how happy are his teammates to see him? Like he's walking in that locker room. Oh, Jesus. fans! I know. I cannot wait for the fan reaction in Philly. That will be his yeah, first. Bad, be his, first bad, his first bad game. Oh my God! He will just get pasted by the Philadelphia fans. Well, I'm guessing his first bad game will be his first game. So, yeah. <laughs> based on this so who knows yeah all right uh anything else world sports i, I, think I, so. I had one little rabbit hole thing can i do it just a little little wee one yeah, be, gotta be quick be quick so be quick. youtube this i stumbled across it last night hamilton there's a hamilton team in arizona so hamilton arizona high school football they're playing a las vegas team if you youtube it they were down 17 points with one minute to go and came back and won the game i've seen it <laughs> Wow. It was ridiculous. Come on. And not only like they, they got 17, they got, they got 18 points in the last minute by, and they went for two. Like they got, they got all the time. They went for two at the end of the game. It was great. It was, it was was great. It's great. It's a great 30 second, one minute clip. So watch that. That's that's the beauty of of, uh, the U S like in the sports, like the high school football is as big as the NFL, right? Yeah. It's what's all on film. Like you can't hear it's actually, it's pretty good footage. Like, yeah, it is. I know. Solid. I don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. a heart attack there. Uh, all right, world of gambling, our backyard gambling. By the way, I just uh, was on Instagram last night. Thank God I did. I'm so happy to see your car wreck of picks last week. Both of us, great. both of us. Deno, uh, I yeah. Oh, and Deno too. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. So uh, why don't you recap? So last week was a very tough week. Uh, Deno, I'll, I'll start with him. He, he didn't. He gave me his picks after the fact. He gave me three unders. Um, Tennessee, Jacksonville under 48, that went to 57. New England, Houston under 39, that went to 47. Denver Pitt under 39, that went to 38. I don't know, that was a 48. So 0 for 3 for Dano, uh last week. Kitch had, had his Miami pick, which was a mistake uh, over Tampa Bay. That was a mistake. Denver over Pittsburgh. I think what Denver did not show up to play Pittsburgh. So I went 0 for 3 as well. As well, because well, you also had the Pittsburgh uh, under. Yeah, Pittsburgh under and, and Denver minus one. Yeah, that was not not a good week for either of us. Bart, um, who also did not really have a great week. No, no, we're going to talk about that in a second. Go ahead. So Bart at Washington, Washington plus two over New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans put the boots to them. Uh, is his well, his yeah, his, his head? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I want to say something about that. They, first of all, they did not put the boots to them. What happened was well, at the 11. end of the first half. At the end of the first half, Washington in a tie game allows a hail mary at the end of the fucking first half. Are you shitting me? Right. That whole game that changed everything. I'm telling you, Washington wins that game. If they don't give up that play, like, that's just, how do you give up a hail Mary at the end of the first half? You know what? Totally, totally ridiculous. I want to do some research because I bet you it's an astounding number. Well, of course, if it's a hail Mary at the end of the game, I, I know what it means, but uh, if at any point in the game, a hail Mary has been given up. So the end of the first half and the second half, I'd love to know how many times that team actually ends up losing. I'm guessing, it's very, I'm guessing it's a very, very low percentage. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. And then your heavy sprinkle, almost a lock, but a heavy sprinkle was your uh, KC over Buffalo, which what's that? So I want to explain how you explain that one. That was an 18 point loss. Yeah. I was, I was just, let's I was, talk about that for a second. Well, how you explain that one is that Kansas City, apparently part of their game plan is to give the ball to the other team at least three times per game. Like that's their strategy now. Like we're just <laughs> going to hand it to you three times. Uh, yeah, well, listen, they're not right, obviously. That defense is uh, historically bad. And what's, you know, what has happened is Patrick Mahomes is Patrick not great Mahomes. He is, he's like an average court, like he's playing at an average level right now. He's not, he, there's not that, he, he's turned the ball. God, I think he's got five picks already this year. Um, I don't think he's got a good he, offensive line. I think he's, he's, he's hurried. Oh, I think he's, yeah, obviously they can't run the ball either. And then 
on the on the telecast last week, they were saying this two this two deep safety strategy that's been invoked by a few teams seems to be effective uh, and taking away. So if you if you're if you follow the play uh, the play sheet from the Bills and who they lose to the first time. Um, Oh, uh, when they lost, the, uh, yeah, but when they lost the Chargers, they both played the same defense, and they're saying that to neutralize uh, basically Kelsey and Tyreek. So there's, I think maybe, and this is usually what happens with the NFL when you when you have something that they can't figure out, it takes them about a year, maybe year, two years in this case, but they will figure it out, right? The defensive, they will figure it. So I think uh, the Chiefs have been figured out here a little bit. Mahomes, it looks like he's forcing it. And then when you're playing from behind and or when you think yeah, I got to score every time, it's not a great space to be in. No, it's not no. a great space to be in. You're not going to play your best football thinking I've got to score here. So why'd you take KC? Well, because I didn't realize that until after this game. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's now official, right? It's now official. <laughs> All right, Kansas City is not great, which I wish I'd know because I have a lot of wagers on Kansas City to win their division. This looks <laughs> dicey. Very, very dicey. Uh, yeah, so Kansas City is shit, but... I want to, I want to talk about, Oh, go ahead. And my lock, your lock, yeah, your lock, yeah, your, your lock, lock was a, was a, was it actually a great game? Um, it was the chargers over Cleveland by one and a half back and forth battle. That one came right down the wire. So that, that was the one that was a, that was a, a test. Was it one and a half when I made the pick last week? Was it one yeah. and a half? Yeah. Oh, well, then I would have won with the field goal anyways, because they would have won by two. However, like Kansas or uh, uh, chargers. chargers, what? Get your shit together. That was the dumbest way to end that game. So Eckler gets that first down with like a does a great job, slide, stays in bound, keeps the clock running. Perfect. Right? Yeah. yeah. All you oh, have yeah. to do now is Neil. take two more knees, right? Call timeout, kick the ball with six seconds, and it's it's yeah. a chip shot. It's like it's an old yeah. extra point. Yeah. Instead, they decided to hand the ball off again, which brings all kinds of problems into play, potentially. Yeah. And then Eckler, for whatever reason, the Stands play before up. decides to slide this time keeps sort of dancing around, doesn't go down, just take a knee. Yeah. And to Cleveland's credit, genius. They Pick dragged him, him into the end zone. They picked him up, the ball carried, back. Him, carried him in the end zone. That was fantastic. <laughs> it was fantastic. But how could you be that stupid? Like That's all coaching, right? That is all coaching and just stupidity. That's how you lose your job. That's what become Nate. You'll be yeah. Nate pretty soon. Whoever that coach is for the Chargers, although, he'll be Nate pretty soon. Although if you're, if you're, I don't know if it's all coaching, like, because if you watched him on the previous play, when he went down, running to the side, you think, okay, he's smart enough to do that again. And I think that's Eckler dancing. I don't think, I think the coach is saying you got to get down. You know, you know when uh, the quarterbacks are, are grabbing their ears and their heads, like, cause that's because they're listening to what the coach is telling them to do. <laughs> like, that's when you call, you call the play, take a knee. The play is take a knee. <laughs> True. Right. True. Don't hand it off. Just take a knee. That's the play. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. That, cause they, I mean, I was waiting for Cleveland to come back and screw me. Was totally <laughs> waiting for that to happen. So yep. just quickly, what I want to say, when I'm talking about my sprinkles and my locks, very important that everyone understands. Let's just say you're betting $100 and you can divide it between my sprinkles and locks. You are taking $25 on a sprinkle, another $25 on a sprinkle, and then you're taking the other half on the lock. Right? That's what's happening. Okay. So no, last would, week, would you have my locks this, hit? So would you have given this spiel if you're one and two on the locks? Would it have been that same breakdown? Or? Yeah. So I, that, I wanted to make that clear. I wanted All to right. make that clear to the audience. The, the, Bart the is two and one on the locks. He is two and one on the locks. I'll give you that. That's winning money. Uh, four, winning money. four and five on the season. Uh, tied with Kitch at four and five in the season. So we're both at 44%, all losing money. Then was three and six. He's at 33%. So, uh, yeah, we started off great. And the thing that's amazing about football is the first couple of weeks, I was doing really well. I'm thinking, I got this figured out. And it always comes back to bite you. You always think you got NFL figured out. And then one week, it just jumps up and, and, and hammers you. You don't. I mean, seriously, for the, for the well-being of mankind, gambling on the NFL should be banned. <laughs> like it's just it's ridiculous it's impossible <laughs> you cannot be good at this how does chicago go in and hammer what 14 to 3 over or what were they were they playing like that, uh, that oh vegas the raiders like, yeah yeah like the grudenless vegas you watch you watch chicago previous week you go this team is awful and also they win though next week it's just it it dumbfounding anyway yeah you know what but i i really do think that but there are trends that we don't do a very good job of following or I certainly don't like these. Let, I believe the letdown uh, game. And whenever there's controversy, I think it's an automatic. You go against that team. Like Gruden's the whole Gruden thing came out. That should have been an automatic. We bet the bears, take the points and bet the bears. Because when there's that shit going on around you, I'm telling you, you can't have a good week of practice. Things aren't the same. Yeah. Right. So when there's controversy, 
like this week with the Raiders, I think you absolutely, they're absolutely in my picks here. Not and against them. Yeah. And just for that, they're going to win. <laughs> no, fuck that. No way. No way. All right. So yeah, Dennis, I, had a, six, I had a 16 parlay that I won last week. So I'll take it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You shouldn't have said that. You should have said that out loud. Oh, I say it's it every time. That's wrong. how I win. It's going to go horribly wrong for you. <laughs> All right. So the Dennis picks, we'll start with Dennis for this week. Dennis picks, he's got the unders. Oh. That's, you know, as he follows the, he likes the Pats, Cowboys under. That's under 51. Seems like a high number, but, uh, but so Pat's Cowboys under 51. He's got Denver versus the Raiders under 44. So you, you want to stink him out of the Raiders part. There's your 44. He's got Washington versus KC under 55 and a half. Oh my God. That's a, that's, a, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so that, so now you want to pound that one. And then uh, Kitch, Kitch has got, um, I'm going to take the Rams minus the 10 and a half over the Giants. Uh, don't know who the running back is. Well, I, we do know who he is, but you got the, we got the running, quarterbacks playing. Back at, running back, backup quarterback. So I, I top do, receivers uh, out. Gall- don't Gall- believe Gall- in Mike out. Glennon and Mr. Booker from the running back position. Come not on, yet. man. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> that them. Uh, I'm going to take, I will be taking, and so this is, this is my quarterback out week. I'm going to be taking Pittsburgh over minus four over, over the Seahawks. Uh, Gino, what Gino Smith is the quarterback, I think, for the uh, Seahawks this week. And uh, so now you're taking Pittsburgh after you just take, well, taking them because because Seattle is they got, they the got way, no the lines five lines five no running back and no uh, no uh, quarterback so I'll take uh, minus five there and then my my biggest pick of the week is Carolina versus Mini under forty six I think uh, both those quarterbacks are struggling at the moment Sam Darnold and uh, and Cousins can't seem to be putting up many points so I'm going to go under forty six Carolina Mini as my favorite pick of the week. Your favorite. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's good to know it's your favorite pick. Well, it's, uh, okay, it's my lock. It's my, it's my well, $26,000 lock. I'm not sure you're in the same stratosphere to be providing locks like that, but okay. If you want to do that. Uh, all right, listen, I hate this week. I don't think this week's a very uh, fun week. Um, not a lot of great games. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not in love with any of these lines. So here we go. For my first sprinkle, and I'm anti-deno on this. How can you watch the Chiefs and not think the other team's going to score 30 points? Like, I just don't know how you, like, Washington, I promise you, is putting up 30 points this week. Well, I don't I know if the Chiefs are going to win. I don't know if the I'm, Chiefs are going to win. I'm on the under on that. Washington, you're talking Washington. You're talking Buffalo. You're talking Washington. I'm talking Chiefs defense. That's what I'm <laughs> telling you. They can't stop. All of a sudden, you think the Chiefs are going to stop somebody? They Washington, cannot stop yeah. anybody. Oh my God. Do you honestly, have you seen Washington? Like they're not horrible offensively. Washington actually can put up points. They're terrible defensively. So that is, and so that is an automatic over for me. I'm over 55 and a half. That one is free for me. Uh, Then I'm going an under, which I don't like to do, but yeah, like, I don't think the giants, I don't think the giants are going to score a lot of points this week. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, the Rams offense obviously is explosive. However, I don't, you know, this could, this is a 32-7 game. So I am on the Rams under 49. Rams under I do, 49. I do like that one. I, I'm with you on that one. And now, as I said, follow the controversy. Follow the controversy and bet it. I am locking up the Denver Broncos this week. 25,000 star lock play. And the Broncos suck. I hate the Broncos. Uh, but they're minus three. It's three and a half. Now it was three. I should have jumped on it when it was three. But they're three and a half against the Grudenless Las Vegas Oakland Raiders. It's just what it so there's there is the uh, possibility that's like, oh, let's go get this one for Gruden, but I don't think so. Coaching they change suck. coaching change usually works in co- like coaching change. Co- no. All right, all right. Follow the controversy and go and then you bet like this is just a disaster. How do you think practice went on Tuesday? <laughs> I don't think I, yeah. I'm not sure. You think everyone's talking about Denver? You think everyone's <laughs> talking about Denver? I don't think probably so. not. Probably not. Yeah, I'm telling you, lock it up. The Broncos minus three and a half, twenty five thousand star Ike. Listen to me, Ike. Lock play of the week. <laughs> All right, thank you, thank you, Dave. Okay. All right. Uh, do we want to quickly uh, talk college football? And the streak is over. The streak is over. Yeah, quickly. I didn't even look at the lines this week. I was too busy focusing on NBA over-unders. But yeah, Alabama. Alabama lost first. Oh, yeah, that was my parlay. My parlay was what? Georgia. And I had, I had the two ones come in. Alabama was my third leg. I'm thinking this is going to be great. And Alabama just got 
they got beat. They got beat by yeah. They got beat. Wasn't wasn't it wasn't backdoor and and they uh, even te- even they came back at the end and Texas A&M said forget that we're gonna we're gonna go down and score that score at the end and win this and so credit credit to them a good eye opener and uh, making George making my Georgia my Georgia champ national championship bet looking better now for the end of the season. Well, listen, can we talk about Georgia for two seconds? Because Kentucky Russ and his Wildcats come marching into Athens True. this week, who have do. been playing well, but that spread Very is well. 23 and a half. Kentucky's getting 23 and a half <laughs> and the over under is 44. So basically what uh, Vegas is saying is that Kentucky's not going to score. Yeah. I, right. I, I, I would, you know, I'm with Russ on this. One. I think I would sprinkle someone on Kentucky for sure. Oh no, Rustin. No, listen, Russ is, he's too afraid to ever say anything good about his team. Cause he thinks it jinx them. Like okay. I, we had this whole text conversation. Like the, it, these Americans and their superstitions are, it's, it's mind boggling. I had to call him and Hatler out on it, but um, yeah, he won't say anything good about them. Um, but he's obviously, I, I sort of, I think, I think Russ started tailgating yesterday for this game. So um <laughs> He's very, he is very excited about it. However, uh, I don't like, I must admit, I don't know. Like that Georgia defense is ridiculously good. And Kentucky, the the better part of Kentucky's uh, game is their uh, defense, not their offense. So I don't know. That could be a 31 seven game easily. I don't like it. It's a stay away from me. But 31 seven is a push almost. So yeah, no, but I don't like, I just don't, but it's it's a loss actually. 23 and a half, it's lost. All right. I don't don't like it. Almost. I said almost. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, listen, we got to go. My battery thing's dying low here. Um, so let's, uh, all right, let's, let's move on. Over-unders. The NBA starts next week, uh, and I love betting over-under season totals. So we've got that coming up. Kitch, why don't you start us off? So I'll start with the East. I, I, I liked four, four plays in the East. Uh, I really like the Raptors over 36 and a half. We all do. We're all on that bandwagon. So uh, there's, that's 45%. So you got to win 45% of the games. I think that's at least four or five games light. I think we're going at least 50%. So, uh, so I do like that. I love, I do love Atlanta over 47 and a half wins this year. That's at 58%. Uh, that means you got to win 58% of their, of their Eastern games. So I do, I do like the way that Atlanta's positions come in the playoffs last year. They are a, a good team that can battle. Um, they got some good depth. I think they improved in the off season. So I love probably my, probably my favorite pick in the East is Atlanta over the 47 and a half. Uh, my third pick really? in the East. I, okay. All right. My third pick in the East. I got four. My third pick in the East is the Knicks. The Knicks over 42 and a half. So the Knicks got to win 52% of the games. So the guys basically got to win just over half their games. That team only got better as the season went on last year. And if they stay healthy this year, I think that's, that's, that's an easy, an easy number for them to get to. And there's still a number of weak teams in the East. So they can get a lot of, a lot of uh, easy games early on. And then my last one, my last pick in the East is Philly 76ers under 51 and a half wins. They're going to win 63% of the games. I don't know. I think that team, if, if we're going back to your, uh, to Bart's argument where that team's in disarray, um, then, uh, and that's with the controversy that's out there with Simmons and whether he's welcome and whether he's back. So I'm going to go under Philly. I just don't, I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of issues that come, uh, face that team this year. And I also think that Embiid, he can't, he can't play. Like he, he wears down. He wore down last year too. He can't play an entire season. So you can have a lot of game, games. I think this year where Embiid's going to be taken off. They're not going to strive to have to be number one in the, in the East this year. They're going to preserve themselves a bit more for the playoffs. So those are my four East. What's your, what do you got for the East part? Well, listen, I am so now in love with my Toronto Raptors that that is, that's where all my money uh, should go. I should just put it on the Raptors over 36 and a half, but I won't. I'll sprinkle, I'll sprinkle around uh, some others, but yeah, I, you know what? It's funny. The next, I did look at the next two. I agree with you on that. I'm surprised they're so low. I think, I don't know why people think that that was just a one-off last year. I guess I'm, they're probably thinking the East is tougher overall, um, which it actually kind of is. Even when you get down to some of these, like the Charlotte's of the world, even Cleveland's going to be so much better than they were last year. Um, so I think that's the, but I do, I'm with you on that. I, I do like the Knicks uh, over. So I'm, I'm Knicks Raptors over for sure. Uh, the Philly one. Yeah. I know what you're saying. And I don't disagree. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't bet the over on that, but I you know, wouldn't surprise me if they won 51 games. Um, listen, here's where I can absolutely lock it up. The Milwaukee Bucks under it is t- like, yes, it's 55 and a half, right? It's a, Totally different ball game being the defending champs. The East is tougher. Everyone's gunning for them. A bit of a hangover. I don't. I still think they're going to win 
you know, 53, 54, but I'm telling you, they're not winning 56 games this year. So I love the Bucks under. Uh, and last but certainly not least, and I, and I hate play, I hate betting all these unders, um, but it's fine because you get to uh, cheer for teams to lose. Uh, my former favorite team, the Detroit Pistons, are going to go under 24 and a half this year. <laughs> they're going to go under 24 and a half. They're not good. They're really, really not good. And I just think these overall is generally tougher. So yeah. And the Raps aren't losing every game to the Pistons this year. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> they're, they better not. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> Uh, so that's four for me in the uh, in the east. Let me do the uh, west. Yeah, slide the, the west. west. So the west, uh, I'm riding. I rode with them last year. I'm going to ride with them again this year. Is the Memphis Grizzlies over forty one or forty one and a half? So they got to win fifty percent of the games. That team, they they play. They they they're a bit like the Raptors. Like they don't have. Well, obviously they got Morant, Morant, but but they got a bunch of guys that are hustlers. They play good defense. Yeah. They they move the ball around quickly, so I I like I like the make of that makeup of that team for them to have to go only only five hundred like fifty one percent they got to win, I really like I really like that that's probably my favorite pick in the West. My second favorite pick in the West is Portland. Portland over forty four and a half. That's only fifty five percent. Team hasn't got worse the last year. Team is they, they're still they're still all there. They, they're they're solid. The division's not the division's not overly strong. I think uh, I think Portland's a, an easy one for over forty four and a half wins. Well, I'll tell you what, can I just uh, interrupt you on that one? Like, I, cause I've always been picking up Portland for the last couple of years over two, and I shied away from them as making them a pick because I think there's potential controversy coming up there. If they don't get off to a decent start, the whole Lillard, get me out of here. Stuff's going to pick up steam. He could easily be traded by the all-star yeah. break, which would then impact you. So which that, which I think You're right. That's true. That is true. Um, Utah, Utah is my third one. 53 and a half. Mm-hmm. seems like a big number. It's 66% of the wins. Last year, they went 50 and 22 in the bubble. So they won 69% last year. So basically 50, 22 last year, you add another 10 games on. They only got to go four and six in the lot in those, in those extra 10 games. So I think, and I think like they're a regular well, because, you, because you're guaranteed to be in the exact same situation after seven. No, you're not games. guaranteed, but if, you, <laughs> if, if you are, and that's what happens. Oh, then you only need four more. Four more yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, that team, that team is a great, team in the season like they they obviously struggle in the playoffs that's what we've seen over the last few years they they, they have trouble in the playoffs but in the in the regular season that team shows up gobert is fantastic on defense mitchell as long as mitchell stays healthy then i think that's an easily easily going over 53 and a half and my last over for my last over is dallas over 48 and a half that's 60 percent you look at dallas's division so so i i, I thought this I well, so it's one their division is houston new orleans san antonio and Memphis, so Memphis I like, but the other three teams, San Antonio, they do not have a player on their roster making more than 15 million on the salary. Can you believe that? Not one player makes more than 15 million on the, on the San Antonio salary. Well, the Raptors, we got like four guys over that, don't we? Probably. Yeah, I would say San Antonio's in rebuild mode. Yeah, yeah definitely rebuild. So I love Dallas is over there just based on the fact I think Luca's going to have a year as good or better than last year. And I think I think that division just got worse and they play the division a lot. So I'm, I'm, I'm all over that one for the overs. My two unders. So, my, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I, I'm my, with you. I love Dallas over. Yeah. My two unders are New Orleans. New Orleans under 39 and a half. That's 49%. They got to win. Zion's out with a busted up foot again. They lost some guys in the offseason. I, I just, I can't see that team being better than they were last year. And, uh, and last year they didn't come close to. to that's to my lock. Half, so. so I think that's, yeah. I think that under. <laughs> And there's some disarray there too. The GM's oh. in the hot seat. It's just, yeah, it's well, and the, and the owners are talking. They... The owners are talking about trying to sell. I know. So I know. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a yeah, that's a potentially bad situation. So I like. Uh, I didn't see. I, I missed that one, but I, yeah, I like that one too. And, and my last is Golden State. Golden State under 48, 58 and a half percent. They got to win. Clay's not coming back until at least January, maybe February. So I'm just. I'm not. I'm. I think. I think everybody. And their sisters expecting a good season out of, out of Golden State this year, and uh, I think that number's inflated by f- three or four games. So I'm I'm going to take the under in Golden State and not hop in the bandwagon with everybody else. Hmm. Well, there we go. We're going to disagree right off the bat. I am complete opposite. I think Golden State's going to be good, uh, and I think they're going to get obviously get better when Clay comes back. I'm on the Golden State over forty eight and a half. All right. Love Golden State over forty eight and a half. Equally love the Denver Nuggets over 48 and a half. That team is solid. They're going to get uh, uh, 
our Canadian kid. Why can't I think of his Murray, name? Murray. Uh, Murray. Jamal Murray. We're going to get Murray back uh, midway through. They're good. 40 and a half. They're winning 50 games this year. They're going 50 and 32 worst case scenario. So I love the Denver over. So those, uh, and, and then everyone is sleeping on. There's a team that made the finals last year. That's pretty good. And it's only going to get better. Uh, assuming Chris Paul is relatively healthy and doesn't fall off a cliff because generally speaking, point guards at his age uh, category can tend to slow down a little bit, but assuming he stays healthy, that team is young. They're coming off the final. There's going to be no finals hangover for them. They're just going to be hungrier. I love Phoenix over 51 and a half. So how I mean, can you love, how, how can you come back? Say the Bucks. the Bucks are going to go under because that, because the finals hangover. And now you're saying these guys yeah. are in the finals, but they're not going to get hungover because they climb the mountaintop and everyone guns for them. That's everyone's Super Bowls every time they play Milwaukee, right? And, and again, I think the East is much tougher than it, than it was a year ago. And I'm just telling you, Milwaukee is not going to – like it, it's happened so many times. Like go back to those, uh, those Bulls years, right? When they were winning – like in their, their following years, they weren't winning as many games – uh, you know, they went, they went 72 and 10 that first year, then it falls off a cliff. Right. So after 72, I think they were down to like 63, like there, there can be big swings um, after you've won a championship. It doesn't mean you're not good. Or they listen, would it shock me if Milwaukee wins the whole thing again? It wouldn't. It just will shock me if they win 56 games in the regular season. Cause I just don't think they're going to the East is tougher and they're let's not forget Milwaukee's like, it's just not a, it's not an awesome roster. Right. And I'm telling you, everyone's gunning for them. It's different. It's different, but Phoenix right. young, hungrier. Uh, I don't know if the West is tougher than it was last year and they still got something to prove. Like, and I just think they're young and good. They're young and good. Yeah. Yeah. That's my Memphis heart argument. So I can't complain. Uh, and then you got, and then <laughs> my last one, and I do love the Dallas one too, by the way. Um, my last one is the OKC under 23 and a half. <laughs> OKC. <laughs> is not a professional basketball roster. Uh, so, you know what? They could be playing with Decker over in Europe uh, halfway through the season. Sometimes. They might just move them to Europe. Uh, so I love OKC under 23 and a half. They're not winning 24 times this year. Yeah, fortunate for our boy, Jay, Jay Gilders. I can't, I can't disagree with you. I can't, I can't say, yeah, that's wrong. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. But you know, we probably should really be on the Spurs under 29 and a half too. It's hard. The only reason why people aren't jumping on this is because it's Popovich and they're just sitting there going, he's not going to have a 24 and yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, 48 team. Like that's, that's what it is. It's the pop factor. I'm t- that roster all they've, and they lost assets, right? Throsen. Like it's hard to imagine Aldrich. winning 30 times. Yeah. yeah. It's just hard to imagine they're winning 30. We should probably sprinkle a little on the, on we, the don't, we don't have a player on a $15 million salary. Like think of the, think of the guys that are making 50 million in the league. Yeah. There's some bums out there making 50 million and they don't have anybody. They don't have a, they don't have a yeah. bum. Fifteen million. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. Listen, we got to move on. We got to go. Okay. go. All right. Uh, so there you go. There are picks. Uh, all right. Uh, what drives? What drives? So I, I text you over the weekend. So I watching, I watch a lot of college football. Like I love, I love college football and it's just astounds me when, when at the end of these games, when the other teams, they got to convert in a fourth down and they throw a 20 yard pass. That's nowhere near the receiver. And the defender makes this miraculous leap and catch and picks it off and goes crazy in college football. When you, when you catch the ball and you touch the ground, the ball is dead. Not like NFL, we can get back up and run again. So these kids will catch a ball when they're falling down, grab it for the pick, and give up the 20, 25 yards on that pass play. Like, like As opposed to just taking the ball and knocking it down and knowing you're going to get the ball 20, 25 yards further down the field, why catch that? And then, the, and then they run around, celebrate, and everybody jumps and high fives. I'm like, it just did an idiotic play. Like, like the smartest thing is to knock the ball down. It's like that running back you talked about with uh, Eckler. Like, what use your use your brain out there? Like it just it, it dumbfounds me. It happens week after week after week that a pick is better than twenty yards a knockdown on a, on a fourth and fourth one fourth and two. Well, yeah, it's just them not processing, right? But again, that's to me that's coaching. Like that's got to be in the heads of boys. Knock it down. Like you're in the huddle. It's like knock it down. Do not catch it. Knock it yeah. down. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah. it's, it's it's again. It's like a hail mary. Just knock it down. I agree. Yeah. But you know what? You could almost expand that. What drives you to just general sports player stupidity like how about monday night uh 
with no time, basically, um, the Colts get the ball back, right? Yeah. After after the miraculous comeback by uh, by uh, oh my gosh, Baltimore. Now they've got the ball at midfield ish, and you know that they're not gonna, they're probably not gonna score uh, or even get a legitimate uh, field goal opportunity until there's a play that happens and the Colts guy pushes the Ravens player into, head into the ground and the guy stands up and pushes them in retaliation. Yeah. Ref sees it right away, 15 yard flag. One more pass play. And next thing you know, they're kicking a 40 yarder. Now they missed it. Yeah. Right. The guy, the guy was, but the whole thing is like, how do you get that 15 yard penalty in that situation? Oh, that happens right? a ton, especially in college, especially in yeah. college. It, it, it could have, and should have cost them a W and in the NFL, like losing a game because something like that is that to me, that's worse than a kicker missing a, a chip shot. Right. Cause that's yeah. gonna, that's bound to happen. That's within the confines of the game. Like you can yeah. sort of rationalize that, but when they do stupid shit like that, it's like, what is going on? Yeah. yeah I know. I'll try and speak. I'll try and put my thoughts together a little more clearly. That was it. I stumbled through that. Uh, all right, listen. Oh, Mike, go ahead. I just wanted to add to that as well. Like Madison, the running back for the Vikings, did the same thing and almost cost his team the game. And they had 34 seconds to go up the field and do it. He was fighting for yards when all he needed to do was sit down. And then the Lions punched the ball out, scored, and put them in and put them in a position where they were going to lose the game if they didn't drive the whole field. So yes, player stupidity. I don't understand. Player it. stupidity. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, listen quickly for me. What drives? I uh, the great thing is I've got like just a, a funnel of what drives you. Uh, I should really do like seven each week, but I'm going to do the one. This one came up yesterday. So you have to you have to make appointments or meetings with people virtually. You know what doesn't matter, right? And you're just trying to say, okay, well, what works for you? What works? For you? So I sent an email saying, hey, I'm available on Wednesday or Thursday of this week. Let me know what works for you. Right. I have general availability. Those. What does this person respond with? An invite in my calendar for the Wednesday, like at a specific time on the Wednesday. Well, I didn't say what specific times. I'm like, let me know what works for you. We'll figure it like we'll work back and forth to figure out what times where there's a mutual time that works. But this person just responds with an, a calendar invite. Doesn't check with me to see if I'm available at that time. I was like, I've, I've got availability on Wednesday or Thursday, but I didn't say like, but I said to them, you let me know when you're free. And Boom, they just come back and throw it in my calendar. Here's the meeting. I'm like, so I know. Guess what I did? I promptly declined that meeting invite. <laughs> were you free at that time? Uh, that's relevant. Could? That's irrelevant. <laughs> I actually can't remember. But the point is, you that's a negotiation. We are now negotiating a time together. You don't just put something into someone's calendar. And then she was like, well, you told me you were available. I'm like, no, that's not what I told you. I said I had some time available on Wednesday or Thursday. And I specifically said to you, what works for you, right? You were supposed to come back with me with your times. She did. I don't. She did. She I don't back with. She came no, back with the work for her. It was the no. exact time that worked for her. She put it in my calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But we were negotiating over email, and then once we go, oh yeah, that works for me. Oh, that works for you. Great. Then we put it in the calendars. You don't just slap a calendar in right there. You have no idea what my calendar is, and this is an outside the office, so they can't see my calendar. Right. So just throwing. So she's blindly throwing it in there. It's ridiculous. I start doing that Fucking, for the pod. I like that. No, that's bullshit. I'll tell you what, don't. If we're negotiating times, we agree on a time, then it slots into the calendar. <laughs> Not just arbitrarily slot something in a calendar. That is offside. It drives me crazy. Uh, all right, quickly, AOB. Uh, I think we should broach on Alvin Williams. What, what's your impressions, Alvin, on the first night of... Uh, of uh, well, uh, did you see my tweet last night? I did tweet it out. I, oh, no, I didn't see your tweet. I, 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 I tweeted out last night. I tweeted out, I said for the second time in his Raptors career, Alvin Williams is a work in progress. <laughs> I didn't think he was terrible. I did not think he was terrible. I was listening. I, I, I was listening. I think, no, he's not bad. I, I'll give him the benefit well, of the doubt for the, for the here's first Here's what game. I would love to know. Here's what I'd love to know. Uh, Cause I, I find that, you know, he's trying to figure it out. I feel like he's talking for the sake of talking. Like, I, th- I feel like every time something happens, he has to say something. Cause he's just like, well, this is my job. So I, he needs to figure that sort of thing out. Yeah. Uh, and then a couple of times he didn't follow the play properly. Not like the, he was talking about stuff that happened two plays ago on the Raptor side. Meanwhile, we've moved on. Like there's, there's that sort of stuff, but it, which are growing pains, yep. but I would, I would love to know if there's a coach with him after, after the telecast with him, or is it Maddie taking him aside saying, okay, here's where, you know, these are so that he is learning from it. Cause if he's just trying to learn on the fly every time, it also might be, there might be some five minute stretches on the Alvin Williams experience that you're not going to love either. <laughs> you would hope that leaders, leaders in his ear are giving him some guidance there. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the other thing that you brought up 
and you want to mention the pod was was a. Uh, our $500 uh, spreadsheet with Marcotte's selections last week for the. Uh, oh yeah. You know what? Fucking Marcotte. I am what? pissed with him. When see, I, see I like, him, I, 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 no. I, I'm with him. I'm with my buddy Marcotte on this one. Yeah. How did, okay. Let's talk about it when. So again, we have this little club where we all put some money in and each week, one person is in charge of their portion of the money. So we were doing great. Four straight weeks of, of cash coming in and then out of nowhere, what does Marcotte give me? Because all those bets were done on either college football and so there was a football theme to it, which really was the intent. Although I did say you could bet yeah, on whatever you yeah, want. Your rules are vague. Your rules are vague. I know. Well, yeah, but I just thought, but again, what's the rule? Never fuck with a streak, right? Don't ever, like Crash Davis said, never, ever mess with the streak. And what happens? Marcotte messes with the streak, moves us off football, puts us into a baseball wager where he doesn't even know what the fuck he's done. He gives me like, so he's got two different bets where both can't win because he's got one team winning in one bet. And then the other team that's playing the same in another bet. It's like they, both bets couldn't even win, which it's I had good to point out to it's him. It's a good hedge. It's a good hedge. <laughs> if he, if he known that, yes, I would agree <laughs> with that. So I didn't like the fact that Marcotte just completely broke the rhythm of what we, of a good thing took us into baseball on, on, like on a Thursday afternoon. It just, boom. And guess what happened? All bets lost. I think he went like two for eight. In those in those wagers, <laughs> disaster. He did. He okay. I'll give you that. He did break the rhythm. He stuck with the rules. The rules did say you may have your choice. You the yes. Yeah, the rules, but he, he did break the rhythm. I'll go with that. But you when when two weeks from now when when it's ramped up and you get my OHL hockey picks, then those those are gonna be the good ones. The well, I don't have access. To, I don't have. I don't have. I don't have access to OHL bets on any oh, of my yes sites. Do. So. Oh yes, you no, do. I don't. Bet three six five as OHL. No, they don't. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sure they do. Well, we'll find it. We'll look for it. They actually don't. They don't. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that won't be that will not be eligible. <laughs> there are my rules, and I can change them whenever I want. So I'm telling you right now. I'm telling. You, listen, OHL is off limits. So it was baseball. Right. All right, and uh, my two AOBs. Um, one was one was the Cincinnati kicker. I don't know if you watch into the Bengals game. Oh, I have it on my. I wrote it down. I wrote it down. <laughs> Where the guy kicks. He kicks the game-winning field goal. It misses, and he's jumping crazy like it's gone in he's got his players there's like three or four guys celebrating around him and it takes him a good probably good 10 seconds to realize that hey that didn't go in <laughs> we didn't win this game like, yeah, he had no idea he had no idea and the best part about it is he kicked it and he clearly knew he had the leg but you could yeah. see pretty quickly that it was starting to draw a little bit right yeah, so you knew it wasn't yeah. just a perfectly straight kick but within that ball was just over the line uh over the lineman and he was yeah. celebrating yeah. he was jumping up and down and then the look on his face like what what happened? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking he might be nearsighted. He might, he might actually be some, you can't see more like, like you wow. in the golf course can't see more than 30 or 40 yards, which is, is he not, deaf? which is not a great thing for a kicker to be nearsighted. Is he deaf? Because the doink sound off the goalpost is pretty loud. No, he hit the flag. He hit the, he hit the flag, the, the, the flag and then the, and then the post oh, the flag post and then post. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> flag and then post. Yeah. Terrible. terrible. All right. My last day, my last day will be is uh, just a shout out. Uh, I went and got my fourth tooth pulled yesterday. So, uh, I had, to go, I had to go to the dentist and, and get and get another tooth extracted, um, which seems to be a, a, a trend for myself. And uh, in doing so, uh, the the doctor, the dentist who does who does is uh, is a diehard Raptors fan who who uh, drives an hour to the dentist office every week. And he goes, I told him I did a potty. He goes, Oh my god, let's do it. I'll listen on to and from work. So, Doctor oh. Demaglio, Doctor Demaglio, welcome, welcome to Borderline Raptors. Yeah. Doc, we need more doctors. We need, we need more, more doctors. doctors. Well, not That's more right. Heinz, but more doctors. Not no, more Heinz. No, definitely not. No, we, we don't need ass doctors. Heinz. No ass doctors. Well, and Dr. Heinz, you know, he claims to listen. Everyone. He doesn't listen. He's not his wife. It's all about yeah. his wife. Um, chuckling. Okay. Uh, yeah. Welcome. Welcome, listener 107. Uh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of 107, that did right in my uh, AOB. Guess who is hooked on Squid Game? You. Fucking right. I love it. Are you reading I'm it or are you watching it? I'm watching it. I'm watching it. <laughs> I am, and I, yeah, you, you can get, you can get over so, the voice dub stuff. You can get over the acting. Oh, you totally can. Uh, now, some of it is horrific. Like a couple of the women, you didn't get to those, some of the women characters. It's like they're screaming horrifically bad stuff. But the main character of uh, dub, the voice dub for the main character is actually not horrible. <laughs> Listen, I used to watch Bruce Lee and Cream Up oh. Jabbar. Oh, did you, did those you were really? oh, those were horribly dubbed. Okay, if I could fight, if I could fight my way through that, this is no problem. And I like the story. <laughs> I like, and actually, I almost think this is the way I almost think it's the way society should work. <laughs> yeah, I, it's good. Call, I, it's a good culling method. I do like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally okay with it. You know what? It'd be a few candidates 
I, I, I could put up a few names. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm in on squid game. Marcotte said, I wouldn't like it. Ike, I didn't give it. I told you why I was going to give it a shot. And then, yeah, I mean, I did so go I think, into it. I, kitsch. I think the problem, the problem went into, I went into it expecting this because Mike had said it was so great. And I, and I told you it was terrible. So you went in expecting this and now it's better than the bottom end. And it's not near the top end, but so yeah, I, I can see. So you're going to tell yeah, somebody about I, it. So now, now somebody's going to listen to the pod, listen to your recommendation, come back, go Bart. That was a terrible decision. That's not. Now I'm telling you, if you can listen, again, I like it more for the story. Uh, yeah, the that's what I said last story. week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, um, so I'm watching an episode on the plane, and uh, the stewardess is like, "Oh, do you like Squid Game?" So she just like she just I'm like, "Well, I'm, I'm only like on episode three, but yeah, I think I'm going to watch it." And I told the whole story of like, "I wasn't going to watch it, and I am watching. It. Here's why yeah. I'm watching it." So we had like a 20 minute conversation on the plane. Um, and then she's like, Oh, but get ready. She's like, how do Kleenex close by? I'm like, don't tell me anything. So now, obviously now I know some major, some of the, some of the characters who I'm falling in love with are not going to be around for the whole squid game. I don't think. So there, well, you know. there is only one left at the end. So it's probably, it's probably it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be only one. I'm sure there will be only one, but there doesn't have to in theory, right? There could be they could, seven. They could vote. They could vote. Yeah. They could vote. But I'm guessing with the, the sixth game, I'm guessing the sixth game probably only allows it to be one, which is going to be the squid game, right? Remember the opening of, of uh, like, I've already figured that piece out. Well, you figured it out wrong, but go ahead. Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, I watched the whole thing. I talked to oh, that. Oh, it's got to be the squid game at the end. Has to be. Oh, but it's not seven people. No, I didn't say that. That win. No, I, that part I'm saying, but it could have been. Yeah. Right? I, I, I don't, I'm not going to spoil it. Don't, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it for the, so people, so yeah. the people can waste their time watching this. I agree. No, it's great. I, I encourage it. Yeah, right, you so gotta start watching too. You gotta start watching Bad Sport on Netflix. That's What's great. That's it's great. Bad Bad Sports, and it's basically uh, it's basically like conspiracy theories. It's so it's, so basically, good. it's basically like point shaving Arizona State point shaving basketball game. Well, that uh, happened. You, oh yeah, it, all this stuff happened. All this stuff is, yeah. is legitimate. Yeah. Uh, Ju- Juventus, Juventus uh, referee scandal. Yeah, referee oh, scandal. Um, you, got, you got the guy uh, who was killing horses, like like the yeah. the, the, the prize jumping the, horses. That was the Russian the Russian figure skater lady who voted uh, the Canadians for the silver when they should have won the bronze, the gold, and then and then yep. said, "Oh my God, oh, I I was influenced by the Russians." And uh, so the, the, it's a whole bunch of stories in that. Oh, which it's all over it's, that. Yeah, I like this that. guy who was wanted to race for his whole life and like heard oh. it on the radio and sort of selling a yeah. bunch of weed. It was it had just no money, so he got hooked in with the Colombian cartel to fund his driving habits. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. I feel like I just watched it. You kind of did. You kind of did. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, all right. Well, listen, I'm all over it. I got nothing but time. <laughs> do you do again? Nothing yes. but time. <laughs> all, all right. Listen, we're out of here. All right. Take it away, Kawhi. Kawhi up top. Looks at the clock. Turns the corner for the win. Ha, 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 ha.